This is a True Foundations podcast. Real time, real life, real answers. See, what happens with relativism is culture supersedes and changes truth. True Foundations is a ministry that seeks to explain and apply biblical teaching to real life in today's ever-changing world. With a view towards building a stronger church, the teachings are focused on making Scripture work for people by encouraging them to allow the words of Jesus to change them from within. Look at what large letters I have written to you in my own handwriting. Those who want to make a good showing in the flesh are the ones who would compel you to be circumcised, but only to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even the circumcised don't keep the law themselves. However, they want you to be circumcised in order to boast about your flesh. But as for me, I will never boast about anything except the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, through whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For both circumcision and uncircumcision mean nothing. What matters instead is a new creation. May peace be on all those who follow this standard. Mercy also be on the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble because I carry the marks of Jesus on my body. Brothers, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Paul was a man who suffered greatly for the cause of the gospel. Uh, He was beaten. Uh, And there's his marks, if you like. And he was ready and willing to do that. Because for him, Christ was everything. Uh, And when he brings this to a conclusion, he brings it in this way. Because most of the time, he had somebody to write for him. And he didn't do his own writing. He dictated it. But on this occasion, certainly at the end of the letter, at least, he writes in his own hand. And he does that because this is so important to him that he wants to emphasize the things that he has been teaching on. And we know that this letter has been largely about the problem of legalism uh, and if you like the the key issue with the legalists was circumcision that's not our issue particularly we're not into the circumcision thing so that's to spend a lot of time talking about circumcision is not tremendously helpful but we need to think about the issue of legalism because this is what it's been all about And we know that Paul, uh, when he speaks of legalism, he always speaks strongly. And he will never compromise. Now, that's a good position to be in. But he wants to take us a step further. And this is very, very important that we grasp this. It is fine to expose legalism. It is proper to do that. It is right not to compromise on your theology and your doctrine, uh, providing it's the right stuff. It's absolutely right to do that, and Paul does that. But he wants to show something else, and this is a very important matter. He wants to expose something that underlies 
the problem. You see, it is one thing to have a set of beliefs and to hold them in your mind and to say, well, this is what you are supposed to believe. It is totally another thing to recognize why you believe those things. And for Paul, that is actually the most important thing. I get that. I really do. Because there are people in the church at large, maybe some people here, who hold certain beliefs, they, they think they are correct, and perhaps they are. But why do they believe them? When you think about the whole uh, letter that he was writing here and, and many of his other writings, Paul likes to get underneath. He likes to expose things. He's all for the truth. But he wants to know why you believe what you believe. You see, the problem with the legalist in particular is that his legalism produces something, as he sees it, for his advantage. In his letter to the Corinthians, he talked about people that had differences in, in what they believed, and they held those differences so that they could show that they were better than somebody else. You can have all the right beliefs and hold them from a wrong place. And that is a problem. I would rather, as somebody in, in the process of their Christian life, I've got a few things that you might even think a little bit off the wall. But I would rather have that person whose heart is pure and who does not use those beliefs uh, to gain some advantage over others. Now, it would be better still if they grew up and put those beliefs aside. Of course it would. But here is Paul showing how uh, the legalists were using their beliefs in order to gain some kind of advantage uh, some kind of relief at the issue of circumcision was that, well, the Jews in this area, uh, they were not persecuted. They were well received as part of society. Uh, and then uh, to take a different view, put them at risk because they were now identifying with the new belief of following Jesus, which was seen as a threat uh, to the powers that ruled those areas. That was a particular issue for them. And what Paul is really bringing to the fore is what I have taught you on many occasions, the difference between legalism of the head and legalism of the heart. You see, what your heart is like really is what counts above everything. Now, how would you identify a legalist? The legalist whose heart is legal. 
You see, you can have somebody who accepts certain beliefs. We know the modern day flagship of legalism would be tithing. We know that. But you can have somebody who they believe absolutely in tithing, but their heart is good. It's because they want to please the Lord. It's because they, they want to be generous. And so they seek no advantage to themselves. They just want to give. It's just that they have not quite yet grasped how important it is to be free from that particular aspect of belief so that everything can be given to Christ and it will produce more. They have not been taught that. They have perhaps never heard it. So they have not yet grasped it but their heart is in that direction and they are in a good place with God. So somebody can have legalistic kind of beliefs and yet have a sense of freedom, of well-being and be a person that follows the Lord in a very wholesome way. So we have to keep that in mind. That's important, isn't it? Uh, we do not want to make a new legalism of we believe so much in the grace of God uh, that sets us free uh, and so we have this freedom and then we make a law out of it and anybody that then doesn't quite measure up to that, what do we do? We look down upon them. That's not right, is it? That is the attitude of a legalist. You see, if you want to identify a legalist, this is how you would find them. Because it is a heart problem. And if it is a heart problem, it spills out as a character issue. And so that person uh, would be the kind of person uh, that is harsh. Uh, that kind of person uh, would be a person who is proud. Uh, that person would be the kind of person that is seeking to gain advantage over another. You see, that's the legalist that Paul was exposing. So when he says uh, it's, it's neither circumcision or uncircumcision, what he's really saying is let's get underneath this. Let us get to the heart of the matter because he has already strongly taught that the circumcision party were dangerous and that they would come under the judgment of God. So he's not compromising, but he's saying, let's get underneath all of this. And that is the right way, isn't it? Because it presses us to examine our hearts. You can hold the right doctrine uh, and know it is correct, but your heart has never been changed. And if that is the case, uh, you are no better than the legalist. You hold your beliefs from a legalistic point of view. And that is what God seeks to expose amongst his people. Because this is a big deal. 
uh, there is no place uh, in what Paul at this point uh, calls the Israel of God. There is no place in that for seeking to take advantage over others. You, you come across these people, they try it on. And you see, the trouble is, if they try it on, and they try it on uh, to somebody who has discovered the freedom of the grace of Christ, then they can never win. Because you cannot overcome freedom. Uh, so they better give up. Actually, they better repent because their hearts need to change. And this is the issue that Paul is pressing here. He wants the people of God to go to a different kind of place. He has spent so much time explaining the issues. Uh, he has spent so much time uh, setting out what is true and what is false. Uh, he has invested uh, much of his gifting into setting things in order from a theological point of view. You will not budge him. But this is something that we see. We see that for him, everything is actually Christ. You see, if the doctrine in the end does not lead somebody to that place where they invest everything of who they are into Christ, then they are dead letters and they are dead words. And Paul, he, he has every right to say this because he has suffered for the cause of the gospel. He has put his life out there. Uh, he has been beaten. He has been persecuted on every side. And he will never budge. But you see, for him, when everything is said and done, it's his heart. And he has given his heart the very depth of his being. He has given it solely to Christ. And Christ is everything for both circumcision and uncircumcision mean nothing. What matters instead is a new creation. He would never say your doctrine doesn't matter. He, he would never bring people to the place of saying, well, it's okay if you believe this and somebody else believes that. He's not saying that at all. What he's saying is this. When everything is said and done, what do you believe? Your theology, your doctrinal position must, without fail, lead you to Christ and Christ alone. That's what he's saying. And not only does it lead you to Christ, but it changes you. You see, this is the problem of the legalist. 
It's not even the problem of what people think that they believe. It is the problem of the legalist, the heart that is gripped by these things. The problem is, it does not change them. In fact, it does the opposite. And as they go along in their Christian life, their tendency would to become more and more entrenched. Not necessarily on the nuances of what they say they believe, but more and more entrenched in their pride, in their harshness, in their uh, desire to get one over on somebody else, uh, to gain advantage, to gain some kind of recognition. You see, that's the problem with the legalists. They don't change. But when you give all of that up, what happens is you change. What happens is this, that coming to Christ and Christ alone reforms you from the inside out. This is internalism. Christ forms within us and who he is impacts who we are and he changes us. And there we are as we go along in life. And we find that we are changing more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And we don't do it because we've got a strong willpower. We don't do it because we're smart. We don't do it because we followed some kind of steps to get there. Uh, we don't do it because uh, we have some kind of positive mental attitude. We don't do it by any of those means. We do it because, like Paul, we have died to the old nature and we are beginning to feel the pull of the resurrection life. And we are beginning to feel that life rise up in us and it cannot help but change us. And our hearts become soft when they used to be hard. And our desire uh, to have something over another becomes of no interest anymore. It's gone. It's done. And, and what was once a pride, now there is a humility that begins to grow and begins to define who that person is. You see, that is what Paul wants to see amongst the people of God. That is the way that it should be. That is what God calls us to be like. We are a new creation. You see, it's the work of God. You see, the problem with the legalist, he does it all himself. He might have fooled himself that he is pleasing God, but in the end, he's doing it all himself. He has far too much to say in the wrong places 
and in the wrong way. And he has not established the right to say it because his life has not changed. But you see, when we are a new creation, everything changes. The way we think changes. Our relationships with others change. Our desires, the things that dominate our thinking, it changes. God is changing us from the inside. And it shows itself outwardly. And those things that we believe that are absolutely true, now they have a different meaning to us. They do not just change us externally, but they get deep into our hearts and we become different people. We are being renewed into the image of the likeness of Jesus Christ. You see, the problem with being a new creation is this. The legalist wants to make it happen on his terms. And of course, we know full well, as Paul says, you've never, never met a legalist anywhere that has even kept his own rules, never mind. But the problem for the legalist is that this says new creation. The legalist tries to do it all himself because that's what a legalist does. Well, that's contrary to being a creation, isn't it? That contradicts the idea of being a creation. Because it says that you are self-determined and that you are in control. New creation says, I, I'm done with control. New creation says that there is only one with the power to create. And that is God. He created in the beginning. He made a man and took a woman from his side. It was an act of creation. They were not self-existent. They played no part in being created. There was some dust on the ground. That must have been interesting to watch. I don't know how he did that. But he even created the dust. But somehow there he was. There's God. And he made a man and breathed life into him. Now Paul talks about new creation. Remember, the legalist has no part in that because he's doing it all himself, according to his rules, according to his standard, according to his methodology. But new creation means this. Here I am, a lump of clay. And somehow God takes it and molds it and breathes his life into it. That's new creation. And if God does that, the difference between the legalist and the free person is the difference between a lump of dead clay on the ground and that clay which has been modelled. And God has breathed life into it. That's how big the difference is.
It's not just a difference of opinion between what you're supposed to believe. It's life or death. It's freedom or it's captivity. It's self-determination or it is surrender to God's ways. There's the difference. There is no middle ground. You cannot negotiate the two. You cannot find some place of agreement in it. Well, let's set aside this for the sake of, uh, let's, let's put that to one side and, and we'll agree on the things that we can agree on. It's nothing whatsoever to do like with that. It's new creation. New creation takes God to do it. You can't do it yourself. The legalist is all about doing it himself. And then proud that he has come so far and just brushes under the carpet those areas that he fails on. But new creation, that's a different story. See, this is the power of the gospel. We cannot have it any other way. And we cannot change the rules on it. We cannot make it to suit the way that we think it ought to be. We, we cannot have the gospel to somehow um, take into account the way we think or our weaknesses. The gospel is to change us. And it is on God's terms. Now this is what Paul really thinks about it. May peace be on all those who follow this standard. See? This is not our peace on everybody. This is not the end of the service, peace be to you, and all that stuff. You know, it is a great thing to declare the peace of God. Actually, I think it's a wonderful thing to declare the peace of God. Uh, God's people, there they are together. Uh, the, the Israel of God. That is those who are called out from the world and are known by a different name because we belong to him. And it is a privilege to declare the peace of God upon those people. But there is also a disclaimer. If you are a legalist, it does not apply to you. See, that's what Paul is saying. He's making a distinction here. He's making it clear. He's written in his own hand. I don't know what kind of writer he was. But there he was, writing it strongly, boldly, putting himself into it. I'm doing this because this counts. I'm saying these things because this is important. I, I'm writing this because there is no other way to view it. I, I'm writing this just to bring it to conclusion and make sure that there's no misunderstanding. Legalism is dangerous. 
it is not acceptable. It has to be exposed. But do not get into the letter of we got to go around exposing everybody who's a legalist because we're better than them. It's about a changed heart. It's about a new creation. The renewing of the mind. The transformation that only can take place because of who Christ is and what he has done. It's about identifying with the work of the cross. And, and his, his final remark really is, get off my case. What's this all about? Why? Why do you find all the time uh, you have to pull me down and criticize me? He's saying, I'm bringing you the gospel of Jesus Christ and nothing less. I am bringing to you the way of freedom. I, I, I am not bringing you a false way that will entrap you. If you don't want it, don't take it. But get off my case. That's what he's saying. He had every right to say it. Because he had proven himself as a faithful servant of Jesus Christ. And from that place, he can say, grace be with you. Christ be with your spirit. That's the internal place, isn't it? How do you see your head in the very depths of your being? The call is to put away all of this wrong thinking, the desire for self-determination and control, the desire uh, to somehow show that you have something over another. Put it away. And in all humility, come and let Christ transform you by his grace and through the Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us. True Foundations is headed by David J. Jones, a preacher and teacher of the Word of God. His passion is to help individual Christians discover their true identity in Christ and to learn how grace operates in their lives. Currently residing in Canada, he is taught in both North America and the UK and has listeners all over the world. If you have questions about anything you've heard today, please email us at info at truefoundations.ca. Or for more information on True Foundations resources, please visit our website at truefoundations.ca.